Good evening. Today we'll be studying the 19th chapter of Hilchot Isure Bi'ah. This chapter will deal with the topic of halala. Uh, we'll see there are different types of, um, of halal. And then we'll speak about um, the familial descent and the rules for it uh, in regards to a child, in regards to marriages that want to that may want to happen between two people, and if they're allowed and if they're not allowed, depending on uh, their familial status. What do we mean when we, what exactly is someone with the status of a halala, in which case a kohen would be prohibited to marrying her, and as we saw in the previous chapter, if the Kohen has relations with this with one of the forbidden women, as we'll see, um, he effectively makes her a halala, and as we'll see in a few moments, the child from born of that union is a halal. So Ezrahi halala, what exactly is a halala? kehuna, someone who was born out of a prohibited relation, specifically in regards to a Kohen. So this woman was prohibited to be with the Kohen. So that child. So too, one of the women who are prohibited to be with the Kohen and had relations with the Kohen, she herself became a Halala. So there are two types. First, the child who was born out of a prohibited relation with a kohen, and the woman herself who would be who is prohibited um, to marry a kohen who ha- had relations with a kohen, she effectively becomes a halala. But the kohen himself who violated um, the prohibition, namely of having relations with someone that he was forbidden to have relations with. Nothing happens to his status, and he cannot become a halal. And this relation isn't uh, limited to whether they had relations uh, forcefully or um, accidentally. Whether in the norm- normal uh, way people have relations, whether... Um, the atypical way. Once they begin having relations, she becomes a halala. This is all provided the Kohen himself is above the age of nine years and one day old. And she, who is having relations with him, must be over the age of three years and one day old. For example, if a Kohen who is nine years old in one day, who had relations with a Gerusha or with a Zona, or if a Kohen Gadol has relations with one of these two types of women, the Gerusha or the Zona, or if he has relations with an Almana, or if he married, a woman that had relations previously and had relations with her. These types of women have um, their status is now a halala uh, forever. And if she has a child from this type of relation 
or if uh, she was um, already previously uh, became a halala by another kohen, the child would be a halal. Aval kohen shekidesh isham isure kehuna, but a kohen that did kiddushin to a woman who was prohibited to him because of the uh, prohibition specifically for a kohen. Benit almena onit yadesham in ha'irusin lonit halala, and if her husband died and she became a widow, or if she was divorced uh, from the irusin. This is all again assuming that nisuin um, and consummation of the marriage was not done. Lonit halala, she was not. She does not become a halala. Reim niset af al pi she lo niv ala nit halala she kon nisuah bechizkat beula af al pi she nimset betula. But if she the marriage was consummated and nisuin was done and the husband the kohen brought her into his house, even though they did not have relations, she is effectively a halala because any woman who nesuin is done to her is assumed that she is a that she that they that she, that she had relations with this new guy even if later on we find out that she was a betula and they didn't have relations she would still be considered a halala halakha gima Kohen haba al ha'irva min ha'arayot chutz min nida o al ahat mehayeve lavin hashavin bakol ose ota hazona kemo shebe arnu. A Kohen who has relations with one of the prohibited uh, individuals with whom he is not allowed to have relations with, one of the arayot, the primary um, primary relatives uh, who he cannot have relations, primary people who he cannot have relations with aside from a nida or if he had relations with one of the uh, prohibited women who their prohibition applies to everyone, effectively makes this woman a zona, as we mentioned in the previous chapter. If he came back and had relations with her a second time, if he comes and has relations with her a second time, whether him or another Kohen, he she is made, she, her status changes to that of a halala, and any offspring that they have would be considered a halal. So the first time the Kohen has relations with a forbidden woman, he makes her a zona, but not a halala. Only after he has relations with her a second time does he make her a halala. Therefore, therefore, a Kohen who, ha, who had relations with um, a woman who was subject to Yibum and had relations with him from the first time they had relations, the child would be valid and would not be a halal. Because her um, being prohibited to him is not one of the Prohibitions specifically for a kohen v'naaset zona, but she is made into um, a zona, but the status of the child is normal. And this is one of the rare um, occasions that a woman is uh, made into a zona, but the child would retain a normal status because typically he would um, be a mamzer. 
Hazar uva aleha bia shenia venit abera veyalda, hi halala uv ladah halal, lefi shehim isure kehuna. But if the Kohen had came and had relations with her a second time, and she was pregnant and had a child, she um, would be a halala, and her child would also be a halal because the Kohen effectively had relations with Azona, and that makes um, her, and because Azona is prohibited to a Kohen, she is made into a Halala, and the child is made into a Halal. So to a Kohen who had relations with a Giorit, a convert or a female servant, both of whom are prohibited to marry a Kohen, she is effectively made into a Halala, and the child who is born from that relationship would be a halal. Halacha vav. No, mehela halacha he. Is still in yes halacha Kohen that had relations with a nida kasher the child would be valid and would not be a halal because the prohibition for having relations with a nida is not specific to a kohen rather the prohibition for having relations with a nida applies to anyone therefore the child would not be a halal. Kohen shenasa gerusha meuberet, a kohen that married a divorcee who was pregnant, ben mimenna ben meacher veyaldakeshi halala, whether she was pregnant from him, whether she was pregnant from another guy, and she had relations while she has the status of a halala, havalat kasher sheare lo ba metipat avera, the child would be valid and not be a halal, because he was his the seed with which he was conceived of uh, was not did not occur um, through a transgression and the child would be valid in this case. Halachava. Kavar be'arnu shahalutsa asura shahalutsa asura As we mentioned in Perik Yodzayin, um, a halutsa uh, is prohibited to. Marry a Kohen midrabanan lefikach Kohen shabal halutza harezo halala bezarah mi Kohen halalim veakol medivrehem. Therefore, a Kohen that had relations with a halutza, she is made into a halala, and her descendants from and her offspring from this Kohen would be considered halalim, but it is all rabbinic. Aval Kohen shabal had minas sheniyot. But a Kohen that had, had relations with one of these secondary types of women who are prohibited to him, he she would not be a halala, and her offspring from him would be valid. Because the prohibition of the sheniyot it applies to everyone equally, kohanim and not kohanim, and it's not specific. Uh, the surah sheniyot is not specific to kohanim. Kohen. A Kohen that had relations with a woman who was in doubt whether she was a Zona or not, or not, 
For example, a woman who it's doubt, it's unsure if she converted or if she, um, yes, or if she uh, was freed, or or if he had relations with women with, we're not sure if she was divorced. So to a Kohen who um, had relations with a woman who were unsure if her husband died, for example, we're not sure if, yes, we're not sure if the husband died or, um, yes. So in these cases, these types of women would be a sefek halal, doubt, doubtful whether they would, <coughs> excuse me, it's unsure whether they are a halal, so they have the status of safik halal, and her offspring would be a safik halal. Now, Harambam here in this halakha will really give a good summary of the different types of halalim. There are three types of halalim we find. Halal halal halal, a halal from scriptural law, a halal from rabbinic law, and a halal that we're unsure if he is a halal or not. And in regards to a sefek halal, we he must um, he must keep the strict uh, yeah the stringent stringencies that a kohen would keep, and he also must keep the stringencies that a regular Jew would keep. So, for example, he does not eat from just as a regular uh, Yehudi would not eat from the Teruma as well. And he also cannot um, be uh, just as a Kohen cannot be And he can only he should only ma- he should only marry a woman who would be fit to marry a Kohen. But if he ate Teruma or if he was metamela metim, or if he married a girusha, he receives lashes for violating a rabbinic uh, mitzvah, rabbinic ordinance. And this is also the case who, for a halal uh, who does any of these things, um, he, yes, this would also apply for a halal who is a halal midrabanan. But a halal from scriptural law that we know for sure that he is a halal, he is considered totally as a non-priest. He can marry a gerusha and can also um, be as the Torah says that Moshe Rabbeinu is in regards to Moshe Rabbeinu speaking to um, giving Aharon and his children the uh, laws specifically pertaining to the Kohanim. So God tells Moshe to tell the Kohanim, who are the sons of Aharon, Yes, that even though, so they are only considered to be um, the children of Aharon, Yes, yes, yes. So even though they are the sons of Aharon, they are not forbidden to defile themselves 
um, unless they also would um, be considered fit to serve in the temple and to fulfill out the duties that a Kohen would typically fill out. So a halal um, is totally not considered a um, priest and again can marry a gerusha and can um, come into contact with a dead, dead body. Halacha tet. Kohen zachar hu she'asur lisa halala vezona. A male Kohen is forbidden to marry a Halala and a Zona. Therefore, he is prohibited to marry a Giyoret and a Meshukhreret, convert and a freed female slave, who are both considered um, their status to be a Zona, as we mentioned in the previous chapter. However, a female Kohenet is allowed to marry a halal and a convert and a freed slave, freed servant rather, because the female Kohanot were not warned not, yes, hold on, because yes, because valid women, specifically um, Kohanot um, were not warned not yes we're not warned not to marry um, an invalid person and a person with um, invalid with uh, not with status that if it was the other way around a Kohen, regular Kohen um, would be prohibited to marry for example a halala a halal or a zona. And again, this only applies for a female Kohenit. So again, the prohibition of marrying um, the women in which the Torah specifies that Kohen cannot marry, for example, again, a Halala or a Zona, only applies to the male Kohanim, not the female Kohanim. Because the Torah says, tell the children of Aharon in regards to who they are allowed to marry. And who they are not allowed to marry, velo benot aharon, and did not specify the daughters of aharon, namely the female kohanot. Nimtza hager mutali samamzeret mutali sa kohenet, and we find that a convert may marry um, a mamzeret, and he may also marry a kohenet, which seems a little bit counterintuitive, but again, because the kohanot, the female kohanim, were not uh, instructed to abide by the um, the marital prohibitions of the male Kohanim, a convert may marry a Kohenet. A uh, convert or a male slave who married one of these uh, kohanot, uh, female women, and and a female child was born to them, even after um, many many generations, as long as no fully Israelite or Jewish regular Yehudi seed. Um, was mixed in with them, 
that woman, that girl rather, would be prohibited to marry a Kohen. But if, yes, because the rule is, as we'll see, um, Yes, because the kahal gerim eno karui kahal. The Gemara says that uh, the congregation of converts is not um, considered um, fully, um, fully the congregation of the Jewish people. So again, if a convert or a um, yes mehila mehila. Sorry, I understood this halacha wrong. So. Let me start this. Let me read this halacha again. Halacha yod. Gerim um shuhrarim shenasu elu me elu vehulidu bat. If a convert and a servant um, married each other and then had a female daughter, a filu ahar kamadorot, even after many generations. So il vedonit arev bahen zera Israel since, um, and this happened for many generations that converts married servants because there was no Jewish. Um, seed um, mixed in with them. This type of daughter would be prohibited to marry a Kohen because because congregation of full converts is not um, considered as full full Jews in regards to um, this type of daughter who would be prohibited to marry a Kohen. But if she did marry a Kohen, she does not need to get divorced. Since her conception and birth occurred while she was a full-fledged Jew. But a convert or a servant who married a Jewish girl. Or a Jew who married a convert or a female freed slave. That daughter, the daughter of that type of marriage, would be Full, fully valid to marry a Kohen. Halacha Yod Aleph. Ger Amoni Shenasa Bat Israel, a convert from the Amoni nation who married a Jewish girl. Vechen Mitzri Sheni Shenasa Bat Israel, so to a Mitzri of a, the second generation who married a Jewish girl, both of whom are prohibited to marry into the Jewish people. Aval Pisha Bi Atamba Avera, even though their relation. Uh, they're, they're having relations was and their union union was um, violated the law. Their wives are considered zonot. As you mentioned, their children um, and daughters rather would yes, their daughters would be valid to marry kohanim. Halacha yod bet halal shenasa keshera a halal who married a regular Jewish. Girl without, yes, with valid status. His offspring from her are considered halalim. Ben, 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 Beno. His son and his grandson and his great grandson. Even through a thousand generations, the child from, again, the halal who married a valid woman, their offspring, their male offspring would be considered halalim. Shebene halal hazakhar, halal hu le'olam, because the male offspring of a halal, that um, 
that his status of being a halal um, is transmitted forever with um, through his male offspring. And if it was a girl, the daughter would be um, considered a halala and would be prohibited to marry a kohen. But a regular Jew who married a halala, the child um, is fully valid and not considered a halala. Therefore, if they had a child, she would be permitted to marry a um, to marry a kohen. So just to sum up this halakha, the halalut is only passed through the males. So again, if a halal married a Jewish girl and they have a male child, that child would be a halal. And if that child has another male child, that child would be a halal as well. But if the um, if the halal who married a regular Jewish girl had a daughter, that daughter would be a halala. But if a Jew marries her, marries a halala, the child um, is fully valid and the halalut status is gone from that from their offspring. Halacha yod gima. Kohanim leviyim beisraelim mutarim lavo zebaze. Kohanim and leviyim and um, regular Yehudim are allowed to marry one another. All of this, and the majority of content from this chapter can be found in Masechet uh, Kiddushin, the last chapter, uh, the Perek of Asara Yuhasin, and this is explicitly taken from the Mishnah. And the child retains the status of the father. are all allowed to marry each other. And again, the child retains the status of the father. As the Torah says, um, in regards to the offspring of the Jewish people, that they had children um, for their families by their father's house. His father's house is um, his family, and that which determines his um, familial status. And his mother's family is not considered, um, and the house of his mother is not considered his family in regards to his status. Obviously, as we know, the status of if the child is Jewish goes after the mother, but in regards to um, Status of descent, it goes after the father. Leviim veYisraelim halacha yod dalit. Leviim veYisraelim vahalalim vegerim umshuhrarim mutarim lavo zebaze. Leviim Yisraelim halalim gerim converts mishuhrarim freed servants are permitted to marry one another. Vehager vameshuhrar shenasa leviyah o Yisraelit o halala hareha ben Yisraeli and a convert. Or a freed servant who married a Leviya or a Yisraelit or a Halala, the child would be considered a Yisrael. And a man who was a Yisraeli or a Levi or a Halal who married a Giorit or a Mishukhreret, the child would go after the father's familial status. Now we'll speak um, from this point until the end of the chapter about the status and presumptive status of the families of the Jewish people. This is, can also be found in um, 
Masechet Kiddushin, Perik Asara Yuhasin, and is extremely, extremely um, important, important, um, and is something that sometimes people don't um, pay attention to too much. All Jewish families are presumed to have valid status. And it is permitted to marry any Jewish family from the outside. Despite this fact, if you saw two families that um, would quarrel and compete with each other all the time, or if you saw one family that was all that was quarreling within itself all the time and fighting all the time, or if you saw an individual who um, would get into many quarrels and fights with everybody, and he has no shame at all, we suspect this that this person has some type of um, um, invalid status and it is proper to distance oneself from these types of people, families and people and not to marry them uh, because these traits are indicative of invalid status so to someone who um, goes around and invalidates other people's familial status. For example, he goes and make makes um, claims about other people's status or their families, or with certain individuals, and he goes around and says that these people are mamzerim. We suspect that he himself is a mamzer because he's throwing around claims of mamzerut. Um, it's possible that he is covering something up himself for about himself. And if uh, he said about these people that they are avadim, um, servants, we suspect that he himself is an avid. Because anyone that goes around and invalidates others, invalidates um, his own um, flaw. And pretty much... This is something that is true um, in psychology today, that people typically project their own insecurities and their flaws on um, other people. Just another example of how um, advanced hahamim were and how well they knew the psychology of people. Halacha yod zayn. V'chen, kol mi sheyesh bo azut panim ve'achzariyot so too, anyone who has no shame and is very cruel, et and despises um, other human beings, and never does any kindness or benevolence towards them. We suspect with this type of individual that he may be a givoni, uh, a givoni where the Jewish people were sorry were. Um, one of the nations that lived in Eretz Kena'an that converted during the times of Yehoshua, also known as the Netinim, and pretty much tricked Yehoshua uh, and the Jewish people by um, making their clothes look worn out and making as if they had no water and tricked uh, the Jewish people into making a, um, a treaty with them and not 
conquer them. And later on, uh, in Sefer Shemuel Bet, uh, the Givonim um, took revenge and killed the family of um, of Shaul and didn't have any mercy um, and didn't remember any of the benevolence that was done to them. And, and, and um, so someone, again, who has no shame or is cruel and uh, despises um, other human beings, we suspect with this type of person that he is a give because the following are distinctive traits of the distinguished nation, meaning the Jewish people. The Jewish people, the traits that dis, that distinguish the Jewish people uh, from the rest of the nations are the following: that they are modest by shanim, they are merciful rahmanim hasadim that they do acts of kindness and benevolence. And in Shemuel Bet Perekav Aleph, the Navi says that the givonim are not from the children of Israel. The because they had no shame and were not forgiving. And they didn't have mercy on the children and relatives of the children of Shaul. And they didn't uh, have in mind the benevolence that the Jewish people um, did for them and were not forgiving to their king. Yes, sorry. And Yes, uh, and the Jewish people, people themselves are the ones who had mercy um, on the Givonim and allowed them to live after they tricked the Jewish people. A family that a claim uh, was made against them. And when we say a claim was made against them, this is a formal claim that there are two people that testify that in somewhere in the family there was a mamzer or a halal or some uh, servant who was uh, made that who married into the family. Harezo safik It is um, a safik whether we believe um, this claim. The im and just um, to sh this shows and demonstrates the power of the hazaka, as we mentioned just a couple of halakhot ago, that So if someone comes and claims that there, uh, if two people rather comes and claims that there is a mamzer or a halal or an evid that was somewhere in the family, it is only a safik. And if this family that the claim was made against them again with two edim, one should not marry uh, a woman from them. He should not marry them until he checks four generations back of mothers. But those four really are eight, as we'll see. Her mother and her maternal grandmother. And the, her Yes, her, the mother of her maternal grandfather, yes, 
and the grandmother of her maternal grandfather. Also, he has to check um, on the father's side, her paternal grandmother. The M M Aviha and the mother of her paternal grandmother, the M Avi Aviha and the mother of her paternal grandfather, the M M Avi Aviha and the maternal grandmother of her paternal grandfather. I know that was a little bit confusing, but if anyone wants to see a good illustration, Rabbi Yohan Makbili has um, a really great way to show this um, in the form of a family tree. But if that was what we said was only in regards to the Kohen, Kohen, but if the family with which there was a claim made against them were regular Yehudim or Levim, so the um, checking of the descent should be extended over one more pair, which makes 10 maternal ancestors in all. And the reason for this is that inter, um, is that someone entering the Leviim and the Yisraelim is more common than someone entering the family of the Leviim. Why do we check only in regards to the female lineage. Because when people quarrel and fight with each other, uh, they would um, typically taunt each other with um, some type of familial flaw or blemish. And if there was, in fact, some type of um, blemish or invalidity in the family. Um, people would uh, would find out, and it would have been heard of before, and it would have been, and people would have known about it. But women don't allege uh, things about um, each other's ancestry. And also, another question, why must the man who wants to marry into a family with a um, weakened hazaka not check? Um, yes, and why, yes, why should the man check, and, but the women who wishes to marry into a family that um, their hazaka was, um, yes, their hazaka Yes, and the women herself doesn't need to check back um, in the family's descent. Yeah, so only the guy, only the guy has to check um, back into the family's descent if there was some type of blemish in the family, but the girl does not have to check. Because the um, women of valid descent are not cautioned to marry men of invalid 
um, descent. As we mentioned, this is also applies to the Isurei Keuna, that the women uh, Kohanim are um, not um, prohibited in the marriage prohibition that the male Kohanim are. And so we see that this rule also applies to regular Yehudim, but it only applies in this specific case that Yes, that the guy, again, um, that there is a family that a guy wants to marry into, but that family has some type of, um, there was a claim made against that family, so he has to check um, and look into their descent, whereas the girl does not have to, because again, women of valid descent were not warned or cautioned against marrying men of invalid descent. Anyone who was called a mamzer and the person who is called the mamzer remains silent, or if he was called a natin and the guy remain who was called a natin remains silent, or a halal and he remains silent, or an evid and he remains silent. We suspect in regards to him and his family that what the person calling him a mamzer um, is in fact may in fact be correct. Someone may not marry um, them unless they check into their familial descent, as we just mentioned um, a couple of halachot ago, because this is something that is also true I mean, other legal systems, that silence um, pretty much implies consent. So if someone is called a mamzer and doesn't protest the fact that he is um, a mamzer, we suspect that it may be true, but again, um, if someone looks into it and wishes to marry that guy, they may do so. Halacha kaf bet final halacha. Mishpacha shenit arev ba sefek halal. A family with that a sefek halal happened to marry into it. Kol almana meota mishpacha asurad la kohen lechatechila. Any almana from that family is prohibited to marry a kohen from the outset. But if she married a Kohen, um, she um, does not need to get divorced. Because in this case, there are two sefekot. There is a double doubt, as we mentioned in the previous chapter, and the sefek sefeka is mutar. Because the first doubt is that whether... Um, this almana was in fact the almana of the safek halal, or if she was not. And if we do say that she was the almana of this halal, um, it's possible that this halal um, was a halal, but it's also possible that he was not a halal. As we mentioned again, he is a safek, a safek halal married into a family. But if a halal who we're not, um, who, ha- who we don't have a doubt if he is a halal, and we know for sure that he is a halal, any woman from that family um, is prohibited to marry a kohen until um, the matter is looked into. If she does marry a kohen, she must leave the marriage. And the same is the case if a, 
a sefek mamzer or a um, full or a mamzer that we know for sure that he is mamzer was mixed into this family. Because the prohibition of uh, yes, the wife of a mamzer and the wife of a halal um, are the same as to marrying um, into the kehuna, as we mentioned in Perek Yodhet Halakha. Um, Aleph, Halakha Bet as well. And just something that Harambam says at the end of Hilchot Melachim, and something that the Gemara also in um, Asarayu Hasin mentions, is that the familial status of the Jewish people is to be determined um, during the days of the Mashiach. May he come bimhira be'amenu. That the Melech Mashiach. Um, when he gathers the Jewish people um, in the land of Israel, everyone, everyone's familial and marital status will be sorted out. Um, and the Mashiach first um, gives the Yehus for the Shevet of Levi. And um, pushes aside anyone who is not a from the Shevet of Levi to a regular Yisrael. But um, he doesn't say about those people um, who are, um, yes, he doesn't say the Mashiach, he won't say in regards to people who have a Hezkat Kashrut that they are Mamzerim or that they are Avadim because the Gemara says, Mishpacha a family that was already um, integrated into the Jewish people is already integrated and we don't um, change their status. This is also, again, if anyone wants to see in Sefer Melachim, Perek, yeah, Sefer Melachim, Sefer, Sefer Shofetim, rather, Hilchot Melachim, Perek Yod Bet. Baruch Adonai Amen Amen.